Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey folks, how you doing? Wayne S. Pierce, New West Radio Productions, newwestradioproductions.weebly.com. I'll put the alternative address down below, just so you know. Oh my God, it is the 29th of March, 2023. We were gone for two weeks, or week and a half, whatever it was. And I want to say this. I want to make this known right now. Now, I want to talk about anxiety. A little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. (laughs) When you're in a car... Traveling through the country, going to various states and enjoying the sights. You know how much anxiety there is in that cab of that car? Do you know? <laughs> Let me take a sip of coffee, I'll tell you about it. All right. Good coffee. Tim Horton's awesome coffee. Fact of the matter is, is that when you're dealing with a journey, when you're dealing with any type of journey, any type of situation that requires your your presence, there is going to be a little bit of anxiety. Okay, <laughs> just just a tad. <laughs> Okay, just a tad. <laughs> All right. Um, and one of the things that we as human beings often overlook is what causes that anxiety. Now, before I go any further, let me just say this. You can go to my website, newwestradioproductions.weebly.com, or an alternative site, which will be in the show notes. You can email me at newwestradioproductions at outlook.com. And last but never the least, I am not a licensed psychologist nor a psychiatrist, but I have studied it for well over a couple of decades. So... I got a clue, all right? I know what I'm talking about. So, there's that. 
A lot of things that we overlook is the fact that what triggers anxiety? What's the, what, what are the symptoms? Well, you're feeling restless, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> All right. What is feeling restless? Well, it just means, right? And I'll put this from healthdirect.gov.au from Australia. It means restlessness may affect your mental state and be experienced as an inability to remain at rest, difficulty concentrating, not being able to relax, or being constantly uneasy. It may also be something that affects you physically, such as in restless leg syndrome. So I'll put that link there as well. Now, <clears throat> something else that we have to pay attention to, what the signs and symptoms are, I'll put this from the uh, National Institute of Health as well, being easily fatigued, having difficulty concentrating, like it said before, being irritable, having headaches, muscle aches, stomach aches, or unexplained pains, difficulty controlling feelings of worry, or having sleep problems, such as difficulty falling or staying asleep. So those are the signs and symptoms of anxiety. I will put that link from the National Institute of Mental Health in the show notes. But now I want to give you from the mayoclinic.org. It says the same thing basically, but several types of anxiety disorders exist. Generalized anxiety disorders, what I want to talk about a little bit, includes persistent and excessive anxiety over and worry about activities or events, even ordinary routine issues. The worry is out of proportion to the actual circumstance, is difficult to control, and affects how you feel physically. It often occurs along with other anxiety disorders or, here's a biggie, depression. Okay, so I'll, uh, I'll put that link in the uh, show notes as well. And a lot of times, and this goes directly to everyday worries, a lot of times people over, over worry, over exaggerate, exaggerate their worry. They purposely project into their circumstances and surroundings something that may or may not happen. Which basically, when you look at the, <laughs> when you look at it as a whole, you'll find there's nothing there that should cause you to be overly anxious about anything. So, why do people get anxious? Or why do people? over-exaggerate their anxiety and create more anxiety. Why? Again, I mentioned the word projection. 
Their situations and circumstances may seem terrible, but when you really break it all down and start from square one and take one step at a time, it ain't that bad. <laughs> all right. It's just not that bad. Years ago, I'll, I'll full transparency here. Years ago, I used to be, you know, a drug abuser and alcoholic. 34 years clean and sober. Have I had anxiety over certain issues and circumstances and overly worried about certain things? Well, of course I have. But what changed me was just being at ease in who I am and what I am and just taking one step at a time outside of that cloud of anxiety, outside of the cloud of worries, outside of all of that. So on this trip, on this little vacation, there was me. I just stayed as quiet as a freaking church mouse. Couldn't say a thing, didn't want to say a thing, knew for, I, I, I knew that if I were to say anything, arguments would start, people would discuss things in a I'm not saying that I'm right about any answers that I would have given. I'm just saying I basically didn't want to hear the arguments. And here's where it all begins. Mama didn't raise no fool and Grandma taught me better. My school, public school, taught me valuable lessons as well, so I give them credit where credit is due. I put myself into a position in my life where I had to trust myself and no one else. If I wanted an answer, whatever answer I was seeking, I had to find it on my own. Yeah, I asked other people, but I, something in me just never really clicked with their answer. So at a very young age of about eight or nine years old, I realized I've got an intuition. You know, that feeling of, you know, that, that something's just out of balance and you just can't quite get it, right, comprehend it, whatever. I just didn't know what it was. And at eight or nine years old, all I wanted to do was play, <laughs> you know, it's outside because we didn't have computers then, okay. You had to play outside. So I began to work it with that. I began to just, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, I began to just really take five minutes to really try to, you know, find out within myself what that is. By the time I was in high school and graduating and 18, 19 years old, I realized there was a lot more to it than just what I thought it was. It's a gut feeling, of course. Yes, follow it. It's 100% correct all the time. If it tells you something, you do it. Or don't, depending. But I went from there. So on this trip, I just laid out in my mind, here's what I'm going to do. This is before the trip, not during it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know, just going to make my way. I'm on this trip for me. I'm going to enjoy the sights. I'm going to enjoy the time that I have with people. And 
That was always in my mind. I've got plenty of pictures that I'm going to share on at Real Wayne S. Pierce on Facebook, but as soon as I get them all together. But I got to tell you, anxiety? Oh, yeah. I don't know how many times. See, I was a passenger on this vacation, so I just pretty much tried to be at ease. Slept, maybe. Kind of dozed off, you know. Got to hotels, slept. Slept quite well, actually. But then when I woke up, all that anxiety came back. All that, you know, what am I going to do today? Again, one step at a time. And so on the way back, same thing. I knew I was coming home. So there was, there was, the, there was the object at the finish line, if you will. And so I did the same thing. Stayed to myself, didn't say much. If I was asked questions, I answered pretty much. Didn't say much, didn't volunteer or anything. Didn't, didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I just pretty much kept to myself. Mm. I can't tell you in detail what happened when I got home because that's pretty private. And I'm going to leave it that way. But I will say this. Woke up this morning. We got back last night. Woke up this morning and I feel great. I feel fantastic. I don't feel anxious. I don't feel as if there's a concern. Do, do I have, uh, you know, things that I want to do? Of course, yeah, I, obviously. But one step at a time. Plan it out. Take one step at a time. Always use your intuition. Always, 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 always. And so I got everything prepped for the show today, and I thought, okay, let's not talk about that. So I put that aside, and I want to talk about the trip, a little bit of anxiety and all this, and how we can get over it. How we can get over it is pretty simple, but people love to complicate it. Psychologists, psychiatrists, they all love to complicate the answers. They always, the solutions to anything. They just, well, we know why. Cha-ching. But the solution is simple. And every psychologist and psychiatrist will break it down to the point, at some point in your sessions, will say, you got to get out. You got to do stuff. You feel depressed? Go do something. You feel anxious? Go walk. Go walk around a park. Do you know, and statistics have proven this, that if you stand at a beach for at least 10 to 15 minutes, your anxiety levels drop considerably? Been there, done that. Grew up in California, went to San Francisco, stood by the bay, stood by the ocean. Yeah, trust me, it works. But through all of it, activity is the solution. We, of course, have people that we talk to, right? Great place to go to that I've heard about. I haven't tried it. I haven't talked to them. I don't endorse them. I'm it's not an ad. I'm just saying 988. 
That's all you need to do. Remember that number, 988. That's it. A lot of people around you, you can talk to. Friends, family. Eh, I'll say not so much family as friends or someone not so connected to your family. Maybe, maybe someone you know at work. Befriend them and say, hey, I, you know, go from there. It's helpful. I've done it. Now, does that mean that all the anxiety is going to go away? All that stuff is going to go away and you're never going to experience again? No, it's not. It's going to be there. But you got to take the steps to know how to maneuver yourself through those things that will trigger those anxieties, that will cause you to step in the pothole. You know, to, you'll manage to work through all of these things by identifying what it is that's causing you to be as anxious as you are. And that's what I did on the trip home was just analyze myself, what triggers it, what's, what this does, what that does, who this, you know, if this happens, who said this, who said that. All of it. All of it. And I just worked through it. Is it perfect? No, but it's a way to manage it. It's a way to put it at rest in terms of if you're, I don't want to get into, you know, toxic relationships or anything like that because that's far beyond my pay grade. But I literally know people who have been in serious toxic relationships who have struggled to leave and left and are a thousand times better today. It's because they chose to take action. And basically, depression and anxiety develops over time within your environment. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, you are the product of your environment, you're a child, you're a teenager, you're a young adult, you get into a relationship, you find yourself in the same type of relationship that you, your parents were, your grandparents, whatever, whatever type of relationship it is, whatever type of relationship it is, you find yourself, that anxiety builds up. Why? <laughs> Here's the clincher. <clears throat> Newsflash. It's the overabundance of energy of your true spiritual being exhibiting itself into the world to try to share peace and love and, and all of that out to other people, but other people around you are pushing you back down in this little type of capsule, your body. And they're telling you this doesn't exist and you must do this and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it has to be this way and it has to be that way. No, don't do that. No, don't do this. Your environment causes your own anxiety. Your beliefs in other things that stop you from growing causes you anxiety. And therefore, what's the solution? Take action. Leave. <laughs> okay, just if it's for 15 minutes, a half hour, an hour, two hours, three hours, you come back, you feel better, great. But you have to take action. That's what I'm saying. All of that is solved by taking action by doing something for 
you. The solution is you. That's what you need to do. I'll be back right after this. New West Radio Productions.weebly.com. You're listening to New West Radio Productions right here on Spreaker.com. This is New West Radio Podcast. Radio for the critical thinker. This is Edward October. Sunday morning and I'm here at a typical American home. But inside... Jen and Cam of our True Crime Podcast sit down to record their latest episode. Though Jen and Cam are lifelong friends, they approach true crime with the utmost professionalism. They're focused. So, 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 my dear. Highly articulate. Alachua, is that how you say it? Um, right. Alachua, like Joshua, but Alachua. Alachua. <laughs> you will Alachua onto my... And above all, compassionate. Honestly, I debated if I wanted to do this. And in the end, I decided it was important to honor this baby's short life. Every day, more folks wake up hungry for a true crime podcast. And our true crime podcast is enjoyed best by more people. So whenever you're downloading any podcast of any kind, be sure to download an extra episode of our true crime podcast. You'll like them. Available on all your favorite podcatchers or at OurTrueCrimePodcast.com. See this? The mouth, it gets me in trouble. This is Wayne S. Pierce from New West Radio Theater, and I'm looking for voices to fill roles in various audio dramas currently in development. If you are interested, contact me at NewWestRadioTheater at gmail.com. Or go to the website at newwestradiotheater.weebly.com. If you are an actor or even wanted to try your hand at voice acting, contact me at newwestradiotheater at gmail.com. Or go to the website at newwestradiotheater.weebly.com. New West Radio Productions, Radio for the 21st Century. The opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the sponsors. For more information, email New West Radio Productions at New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com.
Hey folks, how you doing? Wayne S. Pierce, New West Radio Productions, New West Radio Productions dot weebly.com. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question, a little technical question here. How do I sound? I, I was listening through the breaks and I'm like, hmm, and sound too good. So how's my sound? Is it good? Is it not? Is it kind of scratchy? Is it kind of tinny? Yeah, I got a little, you know. But anyway, let me know. Drop your comment down below on the Spreaker side of things or at Real Wayne S. Pierce on Facebook. Can we get into something, folks? Let's let's get into something. Now, of course, I was talking about anxiety. And all the links will be in the show notes. And so there was something else that I wanted to talk about. And it has a lot to do. <laughs> has a lot to do with the environment we live in. And I'll leave it at that for right now, because there's a plethora of things that we encounter in our environment. Plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff. <sighs> Moms, you got kids yelling and screaming in the kitchen and running around and dragging mud through the house and all. Yeah, okay. Hello. Welcome to parenthood. <laughs> Okay, I was a stepfather for a while. I know. Okay, believe me. Plus, moms, we were children too. So remember that, all right? I'm just saying. All right, I'm a guy. You know, I grew up, I have an older brother. I have nieces and yeah, okay. I mean, I, I get it, all right? All right? <laughs> I, I, I understand being a mother is a thankless job. So I get this, all right? But anyway, talking about anxiety, but what about depression? What about when you just seem so overwhelmed by what is happening in your environment that you just get to the point where you're just like, I just can't handle this anymore, right? Divorces have gone up, which is really strange. In the last probably 10 years have gone up eh, a little bit. But did you notice, do you notice, and if you run the statistics in the last 25, maybe 30 years, divorces of couples happen because of, say it with me, folks, irreconcilable differences. If I can talk, I need more coffee. Irreconcilable differences. But did you notice in the research that more Christians are getting divorced. Hmm. Interesting statistics. Um, it, 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 you know, I, um, <clears throat> I just feel that there are various reasons why and I think of I, I think of it as anxiety or depression, because you really don't understand either one of those in its full context 
in your environment because you're constantly having, you know, pressure put upon you to do something, not to do something, do this, do that, not this, you should do this, you should do that. From Divorce Statistics by Religion, lovetoknow.com, divorce.lovetoknow.com. I'll put this link in the show notes. The Orthodox Christian divorce rate was less than 1% of all religions, including Orthodox Church in America. However, yeah, you knew there was going to be a however there, didn't you? However, another study done by the Pew Research Center with a sampling of 182 noted that there was a 9% divorce rate for this group. Okay. Now that's, I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. That is interesting because what does focus on the family have to say? All right. What is, I mean, that's one of the biggest, uh, Christian organizations out there. And it says divorce rate in the church as high as the world. And this came out in 2011. Link will be in the show notes. Check that one out. Here's an interesting little tidbit of information because I've been divorced twice. I was too young. I was, did not have a lot to my name. I don't think we all do at some point in our young lives. And it went from there. And that was one of the reasons why. Plus, I was an addict. I was a compulsive drinker, abused drugs. I was young, 20 years old. Didn't really, you know, it didn't really phase me at any, any point. You know, I just, I just, it's just another companion there. I didn't really care, you know, and it's like, and that was one of the problems. And it really tore up both relationships. And it wasn't the second relationship so much because by that time I had been, you know, 20 years or whatever it was clean and sober at that point when I got married a second time, but it was more so the the dictatorship of my ex. Later on, I found out some things and went, oh, okay then, it's not my fault. So I thought it was my fault. I wasn't doing what she said and blah, 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 blah. A little side note here, husbands, wives, don't tell each other what to do. Just be there, okay? Just stop your insanity and just treat each other with respect and care. All right, that, that's all. Just stop. Nobody's in charge. All right. So anyway, so that second marriage fell apart. But I found out more about myself through both of those situations and then found out, oh, I don't know, quite a bit more after that. And I just felt more myself, knowing who I am, knowing what I do, knowing how I do it all of that. And I realized that it was the environment that I was in that caused me to be as anxious or depressed as I was. Now, side note here, relative to what I'm saying is I don't take any, 
uh, depression medication. I do every once in a great while take anxiety meds and uh, lorazepam is what I take, but only when needed, as it says on the thing. I told my doctor about it and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. You're doing, you're doing well. So, okay. And he checks me out. I go, you know, every two, three months. So I'm doing well. But it all starts with you. You, and after this break, I'll come back and get deeper into this. You are the guide to your life. Take a look at the roadmap. You are here. Where do you want to go from there? I'll be right back after this. New West Radio Productions. Weebly.com or email me, New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com. From the treasure state of Montana, this is New West Radio Podcast. New West Radio Theater. We pay homage to old-time radio shows, and we create new, original stories for you. Go to the website for more information at newwestradiotheater.com or email us at newwestradiotheater at outlook.com. True crime with a dash of the paranormal, the garish, the strange, and the darkly comic. I'm Zevin Odelberg, host of Kinda Murdery, a podcast that's about more than just murder. It's my very own pocket dimension, home to a curated collection of bizarre and compelling stories. The unsolved, the unsettling, and the unbelievable. I cover it all, just so long as it's Kinda Murdery. Look for Kinda Murdery wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond our reality, a journey into the outer worlds. Hey folks, I am back. Yeah, you're the guide to your life. You see the roadmap. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Go. If you are not in a job that you enjoy, why are you there? And when I say enjoy, I mean you look forward to going to work. Why are you there if you don't enjoy it? If you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, my God, i got to go back to that place again. Holy crap. Yeah, that's the time. <laughs> that's the time you need to look for a new career. 
Seriously. I don't know too many people who like their job. Go ask anybody. You got a friend? You got a family member that's working and, you know, they've been there for 10 years or whatever. And sit down with them. Have coffee with them. Ask them. You like your job? More than likely, if they don't immediately say, yeah, I like my job. And they pause a little bit before they answer you. Yeah, they don't like their job. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Translate? No, it sucks, man. I wish I was doing something else. Find some. My dad said this, and I'll quote him. Find something you love to do and find a way to make a living at it. Why not? There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, seriously, why not? You've got a roadmap that you're looking at for your life, and you're saying, I'm here. It's not so much your determination to go somewhere to do something that you love to do. Look backwards and look at where you came from and ask yourself, okay, why am I, why am I not where I'm at at my age, at my time, in this moment? Why am I listening to other people who have absolutely no interest in what I'm doing? Why is it that other people are trying to suppress me from creating more for my life in a positive way? You know those people? One word, toxic. They don't have, nor are they on the same level as you. They don't have your interest as you do. So what do you do? Walk away. Yeah, be cordial. Be nice. Listen to what they have to say. Yeah, go from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acknowledge what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once they leave your presence, go, yeah, screw you. I'm going to do whatever I feel is best for me. And then tell them later, hey, no, I, I didn't take your advice. I did this, and I feel much better. And look, here, let me share with you what. Here's the other number two. Here's the other thing in that as well. So if you go to show them what you do and, and what you enjoy and all of that, and they go, oh, no, I'm busy. I'm this. I'm, oh, yeah, I'll see it later. No big deal. I'll listen to it later. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't bother talking to them anymore about it. Because you want to share that. Everybody has that instinctive thing to share what they know, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've done that. And therefore, you want to share it. Look what I've done. Wow. Not for prestige, but for pride. You take pride in what you do. Yes. Went from one thing to another. Yes, you take pride in what you do. And you want to show it off. Everybody does. Right? And if they look at you and go, yeah, yeah, you know, and you ask them to come over, or you want to show it to them or whatever, and they're walking away from you, whatever it is. They see how positive you are. They see how creative you are. They understand how you are developed over time, this, you know, the, this trait that you want to share with them, but they don't want to have anything to do with it, right? They don't want to have, they don't want to listen to you. They'll talk to you later, whatever. Don't mention it to them again. Don't mention it to them again. You see, 
those people don't really care because they're going to project onto you this idea that it's all about you, isn't it? You just want this and you no. I'm trying to share with you something that I feel really good about. And I want to want you to be a part of that. And if they don't want to be a part of that, walk away. Just walk away. Don't mention it to them anymore. Don't even talk to them about it anymore. Just go about your life. Enjoy your life like I did on my trip. Enjoyed the sights. Enjoyed the sounds. Enjoyed a lot. But it was all for me. Not for anybody else that was in the car, but it was for me. Talk to you in a bit. New West Radio Productions.weebly.com. New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com. This is New West Radio Productions. Please consider supporting New West Radio Productions by going to newwestradioproductions.weebly.com Want to check out a great show with positive vibes? Check out Spencer Hughes, Hughes from the Heart. Go to HughesFromTheHeart.com Dokie, I have returned. Last part of the podcast, last segment, if you will. You wanted to hear headlines, I'm sure. You wanted to hear my take on what's going on. Well, guess what? Not going to happen. Well, not yet, anyway. I look around and I see things a little bit differently than people because I have to, because I must. For the sake of my own sanity, if you will, uh, if you want to call it that, <laughs> I know, laugh, laugh it up, you just go ahead, you know, um, no, I'm, I'm just joking, but the thing is, is that a lot of times we get into situations and we just sometimes, again, sometimes find ourselves at this brink of either just wanting just ah, scream and just you know tear through everything because we're anxious we're upset we're afraid we're whatever it is or we just don't feel like it's enough and we're not enough and we don't feel worthy of being in the presence of you know this person or talking with this or being this way and we feel depressed and we go there dark thoughts go through our minds the fact of the matter is, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, and it's worth repeating over and over, we are the product of our environment. Okay? And what type of environment do you want in your life? Now, you always hear people saying, well, if I'm just on the inside, I can make it work. Well, no, you can't. 
At least, I haven't seen it done successfully. But I've seen people try. Give them a good faith effort. It's kind of like, uh, I watched the movie 1984 by George Orwell with uh, John Hurt. And I'm telling you, man, it seems that way. It's not quite that way, but when you have a dictatorial system pushing you to the brink of just complete disillusion, a disillusionment about who you are and what you are and destitution with everything that you have, and it's every, everything's gone and you have very little, you're going to feel depressed. I've, you know, known a lot of people that way. Some have survived. Others, not so much. But when you look at the overall aspect of who you are, how you are, what you are in the environment that you're in, you have to really pay attention to the signs, to those areas that you would recognize as causing you to be either overly anxious, having anxiety issues, or depressive issues. Suppressive people will do that. Suppressive people are the ones that say, oh, you should do this as a job. Or, hey, have you done this? Have you done it? You ought to do that. You know, and they're always trying to direct your life in such a way to where they feel better. Not you. Okay, it's all about them. It's not about you because they don't have any interest in who the hell you are because they don't care. They just want you to be a carbon copy of who they are. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is something I found out by accident, sort of, and that is if somebody comes to you and says, I know you better than you know yourself, that's a person you need to walk away from immediately. I don't care who the hell they are. You need to walk away. Don't argue with them. Don't say hi. Don't whatever. Just walk away. Because you know you. You know you. And if you don't know you, let me start out by saying, let me, let me, let me further express this by saying, you are a limitless spiritual being existing within this limited physical body. The outside forces, you know, your environment, your mom, dad, grandpa, grandpa, friends, family, work, whatever, is trying to suppress you to make you a carbon copy of who they are. Do you really want that? Do you really want that? And, 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 and let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me let me say it this way. You've heard this phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, let me translate that for you in this, in this example. If you know you aren't feeling well within your environment, you've got hope. All you have to do is open the door and walk out. Now, I know, I know, I know, I hear everybody saying this now. It's easier said than done. No, it's not. It's easier done than said. Think about who you are. Think about how much strength you have within you. Think about what you can do within yourself to pull yourself out of those moments of sheer desperation. 
Think about that. Think about how strong you are. Think about that. Me, I don't want, if anybody has a negative thing to say about me, you can say it as much as you want. I'm not going to believe a damn thing you say. If somebody looks at me and says, you know what I said, like, well, I know you better than you know yourself. I'm going to look at them and say, yeah, you're full of it. I know me better than you think. And guess what? I don't know myself that well. So how can you know me better than I know myself? You don't. So step off. And in the grander scheme of things, I mean, here it is. I mean, I've been specific this past close to an hour now. But the grander scheme of things is, again, A, you, you're in your environment and everybody's trying to suppress you and make you into a carbon copy of who they are. B, you have a decision to make. C, you are your guide. We got the map in front of you, where you want to go. And, and, and here's the, the closer. You have hope. You have hope. It may, may be dim, might not, you know, may not look like it, but you got hope. Hope to relieve yourself of the stresses that are around you, the things that stress you out, the things that cause anxiety, the things that cause it. You have hope. And guess what? All you have to do is take the steps. That's all you got to do. Just walk away. Just walk away. Just take a step. I have talked to a lot of people in my life. <laughs> and I have realized there's only two types of people. There's many different types, but two types generally at, on the top two of the list. They are the doers and the sayers. Mm -hmm. There are people that do, that make, that create, that are resourceful, that make their environment the way they want it to be, and everybody else can either step off or come and aid them in building that environment in a positive, very effective, very efficient manner. And then there are the sayers. They say what you should do. They say how you should do it. They say how much you're going to make or how this and that. and They're, they're going to say all this stuff. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, they know nothing. They, they absolutely know nothing. They can say as much as they want to say, but you yourself in your own mind, in your own life, in your own environment, taking care of everything in a very manageable way, you know what you want. And you know how you want it. There is no other way of looking at things other than very straightforward, very honestly, very in-depth, finding out who you are and going from there. And taking the steps to change your environment from within, within yourself, within where you live, what you do, your job, whatever it is. And making little changes here and there. Because those little changes add up. If you took only 5% of what you do in a positive way per day, you take that 
let's say out of 24 hours, you take an hour a day. Let's just say you take an hour. Out of a work day of eight hours, let's say you take 15 minutes. You take that 15 minutes every day and you change something every day. You move forward every day. You make the changes in your environment you want to see. It'll work other people around you. And, and this is true because I used to work in a restaurant and I was in the back and I was, you know, moving things around, making it a lot more efficient for the cooks and for the wait staff and all of this. I was, and everybody looked at me and said, this, this, wow, we can find things now. It's like, surprise. I know what I'm doing. And went from there. And it's so much better to aid in someone's progress than it is to suppress their progress. Businesses, I'm pointing my finger right at you. I don't care how long you've been in business. I don't care if your business, is, if your business has been handed down by a family member. I don't care. I don't care. If you become a dictator to your employees... Look at the last, eh, let's say, at least five years and see what the turnover rate for employees are. And look how much money you've had to spend to train new employees. Don't you think by treating your employees with respect and care and giving them the opportunity to build their strengths within your company to make it a success is going to guide you as the leader, the owner, to do better? Because if you don't, those people that work for you will go elsewhere. And probably to your competitors with more money and better sign-on bonuses and name it. So you better think about what you're doing. I used to work at a casino in Reno, Nevada. And let me tell you something. Manage, well, my coworkers were fantastic. They were, oh, <laughs> they were fantastic. I, I'm, I'm being totally honest. But management there completely and totally sucked. Okay? Totally. Basically, let me give you a rundown overall, and this has probably happened in the company you work for as well, you do something and it's positive and it's nice and it's working and it's better and it's causing things to operate in a much better fashion. And then they come along and say, yeah, that's great. I love it. Keep it up. And then another boss, supervisor, general manager, name them, comes along and says, that sucks. I want it back the other way. Well, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. So you go back and you do it the old way and it's very inefficient, doesn't work, doesn't it? Then finally... I've done this, by the way. I'm not going to tell you where, but uh, I've done this. I've gone over the heads of my supervisors and I went, hey, boss, you own the company. Yeah. Here's what I've done. And here's what my immediate supervisors told me to do. The opposite. He's going to show me. So I showed him. And they went, love it. He went to the supervisors, told them when he does this, when he does this, it's more efficient for you to do your job effectively. I want you to keep it. Listen to him. He pointed at me. And they looked at me and just, I, 
I'll tell you, man, fire in their eyes. Because I went over their heads. And if you have to do that, do it. Do it. Because what do you got to lose? If you have the experience and the knowledge to do that particular job you're doing elsewhere, even for their competitor, and you can make a wee bit more money, you got nothing to worry about. But nowadays, we've got McDonald's paying people anywhere between 15 to $17 an hour. Really? That's a freaking joke. Okay? Up to. You've seen those signs. Two words. Up to. <laughs> right? Remember that? Ah, it's a freaking joke. So are businesses that treat their employees like crap. So you either change your way of doing things, bosses, or those people are going to leave. And for those people that leave and try to make their lives better in some other area, even in their own, you know, they create their own business or their own income, do it with hope and drive and determination. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing it for yourself, you're going to feel a thousand times better than having a supervisor over your shoulder saying, no, don't do this, but why are you doing it? Yeah. Again, why do you want to be in that environment? Even on a personal uh, type of environment. You have a relationship that just you can't get a word in edgewise. Or when you do, somebody thinks you're stupid or doesn't know anything or whatever. You know, they just dismiss everything you say. Well, you got something you got to do. And talking ain't one of them. Because you've tried to talk. You've tried to discuss. Sometimes you get through. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes the other person says, yeah, yeah, okay, I know, I understand. But then, what, weeks, months later, it happens again? Why do you want that? You know? The only true happiness that you will ever find is not with someone praising you for the things you do. It's you finding the things that you enjoy doing yourself, even if it's by yourself, and you create a flow of income somehow. You make your life better. You do It's all, and, and I know this has been used over and over in many different ways, but I'm going to say this because it's true in this context. It's all about you. It's all about you. Why do you want to be a, in a toxic environment? Why do you want to be in a be in a, an environment with suppressive people? Why do you want to be in a, a business that dictates to you instead of being supportive in your ideas to help the business succeed? Why? Doesn't make any sense. And if your experience and your knowledge of your job is, you know, is up there and you know what you're doing demand you get paid what it's worth demand you get paid what it's worth and what you're worth in that position folks i gotta get out of here man i got i'm so glad to be back off vacation so more later 
newwestradioproductions.weebly.com. I'll give you the alternative website as well. You can email me at newwestradioproductions at outlook.com. That's newwestradioproductions at outlook.com. Folks, you guys rock, man. I may or may not be here tomorrow. Don't know. We'll see. I'll talk to you guys later.